This Halloween, come and join the Kill 'em All meetup downtown. Bring your pitchforks, bring your swords, bring your scythes. It's killing time. We are meeting next to Mabel's Labels in the parking lot at 10 p.m. We will carpool, we will smile, and we will kill everyone up on Snob Hill. Snacks provided, vegan friendly. If you don't have a weapon, Sid has extras. No guns, please. We are silent tyrants. Email killtherich at yahoo.ca for the route map. If you've killed before, please let us know. We'd love to pick your brain. Hey, bud. I've killed before. Oh, really? Yeah, at Finley's. What's the difference between a full bottle of whiskey and an empty bottle of whiskey? What? Me and your mom having sex, bud. Here's your machete. Go away. Remember, this is the first annual, so expect hiccups. Bring an open mind, a heavy grudge, and an appetite for spilling rich man's blood. This Halloween beside Mabel's Labels. The event planners are not to blame if you're inept and end up getting yourself killed. Don't drink and drive. The views and opinions expressed in the following episode of This Week in the West Kootenays do not necessarily reflect those held by BC legend Steve Nash. Listener discretion is advised. This Week in the West Kootenays Welcome to episode 31 of This Week in the West Kootenays. I'm your host, Tim, and today it's story time. On All Hallows' Eve, the day the witches surround the town, the night of the living dead. Who is this irresistible creature who has an insatiable love for the dead? Halloween edition, this week in the West, Kootenays. Gordon and Courtney are my neighbors, and they have a hair razor of a tail to share, as does Philium. And I caught up with Rad Dog at a church in Salmo, not doing a seance, but performing a show. I'm going to share these stories consecutively. I'll start with my own brief story of a house that I would consider haunted. I would consider it haunted after I moved out. Even during it, we talked about it. But it was a bungalow, Calgary, Alberta. Not in the coolest part of town. Not even in the safest part of town. But this bungalow was pretty small. And what we noticed when we moved in, it took about six months, I'd say, so upstairs, we put in a basement suite downstairs, and upstairs, is a, it's, it was small, you could see one into the other with, with a glance. Three bedrooms, bathroom, kitchen, living room. Open concept. When we would go to bed, on some evenings, we would hear footsteps. Like, not in a rush, not baby footsteps, but someone just walking. From one end of the house to the other. No rush. Just walking. And I'd get up often to check. To see what's that sound. I'd even go downstairs sometimes to see if my mother-in-law had been walking around. Maybe she came upstairs. Because downstairs, you can't hear any footsteps. 
I even went up and checked the attic. Like, could it possibly be something walking up here like a human being? But the attic is full of insulation and, and rafters. Not a chance. Another thing we heard consistently was scratching on the side of the of the house. It would be like a... You know, I thought maybe mice. But then when we had cats, that got rid of them all, I thought. Then I thought there was a tree. And you know how many times I went outside to check to see if a tree had somehow grown and was scratching the side of a house. No wind, no tree. Just like that. And sometimes and we would just fall asleep. And how many times did I ask if someone was walking around? Probably ten. How many times did I go check to see if a tree? Probably at least ten times. Another thing that was disturbing about that house is my daughter was born in the house. It's her house. Like, if you're born in the house, isn't it your house? But somehow, she had befriended something or someone named Eck. And what haunts me about Eck is how persistent she was. My daughter would say, can Eck come with us? And at first we're like, sure, Eck can come with us. Where's Eck right now? And she would point, haha, and we'd laugh. We were going to move. I asked her, just, you know, because it was starting to be a little bit. It's been two years, going on two years of this. Ever since she started talking, I'm like, is Eck going to come with us to the Kootenays? And she looked behind me as if she was looking at someone, then looked at me quickly and said, no, I don't think so. What's strange as well is we, I went downstairs, we had to do some renovations before selling the house. In the crawl space under the stairs, I had to do some drywalling. I found a space that was, uh, I put my hand up there because I'm like, this is a strange kind of space. I put my hand in, I slid my whole arm up there, and I felt something at the end. I grabbed it, and pulled it out two pieces of metal that were sharpened, that used to look like they used to have handle attachments on them. One was quite rusty. They looked like machetes. They were as long as my forearm. These machetes. And they were tucked away in there absolutely on purpose. Nobody forgot them there. Nobody said, oh, I'm done with these construction tools. Let me put them away. No. They were there, tucked away, never to be seen again. Or used again, if that was the case. We moved out to the West Kootenays. Oh, what did I do with those? I chucked them into the uh, landfill in Calgary. The reason I chucked them was I was sick of holding on to them. <laughs> They're just sitting there up by the TV. I even asked that we had to call the cops because it's Calgary. Obviously, someone's going to steal my bike. And then I found the guy across the street with the freaking part of the bike in his back of his truck. Called the police. Our video surveillance of the guy wasn't good enough, so we had to let him go, and we moved before I could shoot a pellet gun into his eyeball. But I asked the cops at the same time, hey, I've got these old machetes. I googled who, if there was any murders, or any murders happening around here. 
That's a lazy uh, detective work. But no, I got no answer to that. I asked the uh, cops, hey, do you want these old machetes I found? They were tucked away. And the house seems a little bit odd. And then he's like, ah, nah. So I chucked him in the landfill. We get out to the West Kootenays. It occurs to me that I haven't heard my daughter talk about Eck in a while. So I said, "Is did Eck come with us? And she said, no, Eck stayed in Calgary. Fuck yeah. Fuck Eck. Fuck that house. Hi, I'm Robert Willie Picton, former serial killer, current homemaker. Thank you to This Week in the West Kootenays for selling me this airtime. Dollar an ad, right? Fuck. No more. You're fucked. I'd like to share with you my Halloween pork spare rib extraordinaire recipe. It's a great dish for small gatherings, succulent in nature and existence. Thrice we've dined on this course. Thrice we've been satisfied. Haven't we, Francois? Eh oui, oui. C'est très délicieux. I love the way it makes me... Shut up, please. First, have a pig. Second, get the chunk of rib you need. Third, warm up the pot. Fourth, get two weeks' worth of packets of salt and pepper. Fifth, rip each packet open carefully. Sixth, dump in salt and pepper. Seventh, fry until golden. Nice meat, Willie. A yum yum. You'll love eating fresh pig. Nothing like it. I wish I could come by your house trick-or-treating or something. You wouldn't even know it's me. Huh? Remember, people don't kill people. Pigs kill people. Our, 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 our what happened at Cranbrook again? I remember. It was. Crazy. I don't remember the ending. Yeah. But I remember. I lived there for like ten years. Oh yeah. And this one, yeah. I always had a sense of like something watching me, so I'd like wake up at night. I'd wake up because I felt like something was. That's what was waking me up. Something was watching me, right? And I, a lot of times I'd get up and turn on a light, look around like nothing. Or I, I had a dog and a cat, so I was like they would wake me up. But I turn on the light and they both look at me like, what the hell, man? We're sleeping, you know. They're yeah. just in their spots and not doing anything. <laughs> and I that went on for years, and I was just like, I don't believe in this stuff. And I'd never, ever, um, yeah, I just let it, I just ignored it. And then I met Courtney, and she moved in. And within, like, two weeks, she was like, I feel like there's something in your house. <laughs> and I was like, what? You're crazy. No, I don't. I don't believe something in that stuff. grabbed my foot in the middle of the night. Oh no way! Yeah, I wasn't. You know, like when you're awake and you're uncomfortable, so you like getting comfortable again, turning over. So I rolled over and I like stretched out my legs, and then something was like on my leg, and I was like, what the fuck? and I threw off the covers, turned on all the lights. We looked around, and like I didn't sleep the rest of the night. Oh. So that was the first time. And it woke I, you up. That woke you up. Like oh the yeah, it was like someone. It was like someone just like you know grabbed your leg yeah mm. that's what it felt like and i denied it and you're like no i don't no oh, man i was just i'm like well like, i didn't really i don't think i wanted to believe in that stuff so i just said oh i don't uh you met you know probably a dream or something uh, i'm like i don't believe in that stuff but she kept doing things and she like smudged the house and yeah. she's like yeah i think there's something in your house and i'm like that's crazy then we move out of there 
and then uh, I don't know if I admitted a, that after we moved out that I maybe you did. You did when we were drinking out of friends, and you're like, yeah, yeah that was house that? was messed up, and I was like, what? Okay. You thought that the was whole time? Was that after <laughs> I went? That was after it, we. You never admitted it. But you was admitted it, it after we had a renter. And the rent, the rent, no, the renter okay, didn't that, tell you that anything. Okay, that hadn't happened yet. Okay, so I did. I guess I admitted a little bit drinking. Yeah. So then, um, uh, we rent out the place, and uh, I go back to do an inspection of the house. And um, the renter, uh, there was a family of two and, and a kid living upstairs, and the brother-in-law or something lived downstairs. So he's the one who's home. I go and I meet him. And he's gonna show me the house because they're not around. He, he's talking to me and showing me everything. And then he goes, "Oh yeah, and by the way, I I got a priest to bless the place, to you know get rid of the the spirits and everything." And I was like, "Okay." And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, it was it was yeah, very you know scary. Like uh, one day I was sitting here and all the cupboards opened and the taps turned on, and." So yeah, anyway, I did all that stuff and now, you know, I know at least, you know, my bedroom is now a safe haven for me oh, and yeah. stuff and he tells me all this stuff. And I'm like, okay, yeah. <laughs> I didn't discuss it with him, but I was no. just like, I believe you. Yeah. I believe you, man. I believe you. Well, the, you had your friend living in that suite forever and then we had a renter and yeah. he never said anything, but when we were up there, like I actually went to a medium and I asked her what to do about this, right? Yeah. And she told me like, it was, um, you know, there's a man in the house and I had heard him before. It was like someone talking in my ear. Yeah. Like it's not in your head, it's like outside. It's like someone whispered and you look and no one's there. So I had heard him. So I thought it was a man. She confirmed it was a man. And I said, what does he want? She's like, oh, he just wants like your attention. You can release him though. And then she told me like, going around the house and throwing salt in the corners counterclockwise and uh, just like opening all the windows and doors and being like, no. you know, you're not welcome here, da da da. And Apparently he moved downstairs. Exactly, I didn't do it downstairs, he went downstairs. But really, when, that's where the renter was. That's where the and that's guy where, was, yeah. So he was pissed down there, he's stuck. So you guys were fine after that, sorta. Well, we moved no? shortly after, but there wasn't yeah. anything creepy after I did that. But when I was doing it, it was like middle of summer and we only had one, like, you know, air conditioner unit in the window, and that was in our room. Yeah. But it wasn't on. Like, we didn't put on during the day, just at night. So it was pretty hot in there. And I was doing, like, the salting. And then I went in forest, like, baby room. And I started, and I got, like, cold chills everywhere oh, while I was doing that room. And I was like, yep. Maybe this is why forest isn't sleeping. <laughs> always up. Because he would be always up. He's always cool. And, that, and then, like, she's wired all the time. He's likely wired all the time. Maybe. Wired. But Sam has like night terrors. Does he? Margo does too. I don't know why. Sometimes he'll wake up and be all freaked out. And then I'm looking around the room being like, who's here? Yeah. You leave this child alone. He's chattering away, but he's not making any sense. They're only part words. Yeah. Sometimes he's like pointed before and I'm like, oh. there's nothing there. Nothing yeah. there, Sam. Like, yeah. Someone told me once you just have to be like the biggest bat in the room. So if you come out, come across as like super aggressive and mean, then they're gonna back down if there's anything actually. Like Robert Willie Peckton here once again. Lonely as fuck over here, except for Francois. 
Say hi, Francois. Hey. In French, you dick. Oh, yeah. Bonjour, mes amis. I can write you a poem if you like. I've taken some poetry classes from Father Red over here in prison. Come on down to prison if you like. Visit. This is called Come On Down to Prison. Come on down to prison. Nightingale, nightingale. A light upon my windowsill. Nightingale, nightingale. Chirp, chirp, chirp me until morning, nightingale. Chirp, chirp, chirp me as I feed you to my pigs. Go on. Chirp, chirp. You think my pecker's all fucking crooked and weird? Yeah, fuck you. Go ahead and laugh, you fucking swine swiggler. I bet you fucking love guys with normal dicks, don't you, you fucking cunt? Say hello to my porky little fucking friends. And that's just one of about a thousand I've written so far. I'm Robert Willie Picton, alleged serial killer extraordinaire. The first one involves my, my daughter and myself and some terrible, gross, disgusting human being that I like to call my ex-wife. Mm. Oh, oh, I hope she's listening to this. Right in the fucking asshole. And my dog, my dog, how could I forget? He's like the main character. Oh, man. Right? I can't forget him. <laughs> so, in Abbotsford, in a townhouse. <sighs> right, I said dates first, right? I don't know the fuck what year it was. 2002. It was 2002. 2002 was before my son was born? Had no idea. I just agreed with you. Yeah. You were there. <laughs> <laughs> In mind and spirit. <laughs> I think his hat's on too tight. So anyways, let's get, yeah, let's get scared here. Lay in bed with late fish. And, uh, I hear some shit going on upstairs, not really knowing what it was. And my dog gets up, stands at the bottom of the stairs and starts growling. His hackles are up, he's growling. I'm like, what the fuck, he's staring into the darkness. He's, he's sitting there, <laughs> sitting there, shaking, hackles up, growling, barking, ends up hissing all over the floor. And this little, Mega blocks, like those blocks, those big Legos, just came tinkling down the stairs. Woo, fuck me, man, it was fucked. And the stairs were like, how do you want to put it? Like, um, they weren't a straight flight. You know those ones on the landing and they go back on themselves? Yeah. One of those? Yeah, so I had to come down and down. Turn the corner. Turn the corner and fucking come down again. So, of course, I just go upstairs. Kids are asleep. Nothing's going on. Nothing's going on at all. So that was pretty fucked up. Story number one. Same, same townhouse. Same fucking place. My daughter kept wetting her bed. She's getting too old for that, so something was going on. Like a couple things. Either she was going to become a serial killer or there was something going on. So I'm going to go here on something going on. She said that she couldn't go to the bathroom because the lady with no feet wouldn't let her down the hall. And there had been times where I've heard like, you know, the pitter-patter of feet, because my, my bedroom was in the basement, everyone else was up top. So there'd be feet up and down the hall, I'd go up, everyone's asleep, you know, just all the kids are asleep. And so, uh, she did say there was a little boy sometimes that would hang out like in her doorway. 
And so she would, and when the little boy was there, then she could no problem go to the bathroom. There was a little boy, I guess, and then the lady with no feet was, was not there. So then she could go pee at night. Shit. That's Amsterdam. I mean, the neighbor across the street, she's like, holy shit, there's lights in your house and all this stuff, but I don't know, she was a bit kooky dooky. So she said, there's lights in your house. Yeah, like lights and shadows all the time. And and we had like a big bay window on the upper floor. And so her house was right across, she could see right in. Oh yeah, so she could see in the upstairs. Yeah. So the lights were going on. Yeah, little lights and shadows and stuff like that. Creepy shit, creepy shit. The house was fucked anyways, it was weird. I rented it, I was living on the island, I rented this place sight unseen, and when I showed up, it was such a fucking bag of shit, like, I was, I was afraid right away, you know, like, ooh, this is a weird, weird, weird place, and I just didn't understand, understand the concept of entering in this townhouse on, in the basement was the front door, and then, like, the kitchen and everything was upstairs, so right, like, the first day I got there, I was all disoriented. You had to walk upstairs. Yeah, I didn't, it was weird. In a townhouse too, so yeah, man. If there's a lady with no feet walking around. Yeah, well, I don't know if she was walking. Townhouse, it would have looked weird. Well, floating. Would yeah, she be floating? floating? Probably. I was. Well, I was just thinking she'd be walking around because her it would have been a dress, right, covering her feet. So a white dress, feet, right? Yeah, and it would right. be floating along, right. So your daughter probably thought, hey, all right, since she's floating along and I can't see her feet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Either that or she threw those stumps into some rollerblades and was mm-hmm. going around on who knows. Mm-hmm. I've never been dead yet, so <laughs> I plan on it. You'll achieve. I will achieve. That's one goal that everybody will fucking achieve, eh? If you're ever feeling down, just know that you're gonna get one goal in your life. Yeah. You feel like you're gonna miss out? No one's gonna miss out. No one's missing out. We're all it's gonna die. The best. It's the best you've been dead. <laughs> You saw some shit. (laughs) 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 Oh man. Alright, the second one's not like I mean I was scared. Not scared. I was fucking confused for sure. Bewildered. Um, It was your friend, right? Your cousin. It was yeah, well it was I I was adopted, so in my adopted family, I had a cousin, same age, who was adopted. We were the only two people adopted. We were super tight, man. Super fucking close. <clears throat> and then he ended up uh, overdosing and dying. So, he he was good. He was good. Like, he was guy. cool, man. His name was Cameron. Cameron Sergeant. What a fucking name. It's like Max Power. Cam. Sergeant Cam. Sergeant. He was in, like, yeah, he was in prison for a while. His nickname in prison was Goathead and... He was like heavily into death metal and shit like that. Yeah, Just my fucking idol, totally. this guy, right? <laughs> awesome. Never wanted to go to jail so bad. <laughs> but, uh, so then I ended up meeting my birth family after he had passed. And Cameron was always super supportive. And one of his things that he always, always, always told me is like, don't sell yourself short, Phil. Like, just never sell yourself short. That was like his thing all the time, saying stuff. Especially when I was learning guitar with him and all that. God, don't sell yourself. I can't do it. Yeah. Always trying to bring me up, but only with those words. And so he passed. It's been a few years. And then I had finally met my biological family and uh, another cousin of mine, Tiana. Uh, her husband, Ben. 
This happened in Langley. So I was over at their house with the kids and everything, and their kids are playing and all that. And all of a sudden, from upstairs, I hear this boom from the back room. Huge fucking noise. We're, you know, ready to go fight whoever broke in. I think maybe somebody broke in and fell, right? Through the window or something like that. Drunk guy, whatever. Go up there, nothing. Not a thing. And so Ben had already claimed, like, we talking to, like, spirits. I don't know, what, what would you call that? Like, a, not a medium? Yeah, medium. Medium. I mean, and he wasn't medium. He was kind of a large guy. So, <laughs> zing. But uh, all of a sudden, he went, like, green, man. He's like, I don't feel so good. I don't feel so good. And he's acting all kind of fucking weird. And we went back downstairs. And he just looked at me, and he's just like, don't sell yourself short, Phil. Don't ever sell yourself short. And then, boom, like a light, he was, it was done. I'm Robert Willie Pitchin, alleged serial killer extraordinaire. I paid a dollar for this airtime on this week in the last Kootenays. Wow, what a deal. If you would like to put together a tasteful piece of audio art like I did, please contact WK and the WK at gmail.com. Tasteful pieces of art such as this. Come on down to Come Town. It's near Chinatown. If you get to 8th Avenue, gone too far. Come on down to Come Town. There's a shop that sells donuts and entire cucumbers in Come Town. Come Town. Come on down to fucking Come Town. That's where I live. Fucking Come Town. I'll be in prison forever. Okay, so yeah, we were driving home from a show, and it was late. It was like, I don't know, middle of the night, anyhow. And we were driving back, awesome epic storm. And when we were driving back, there was a dude hitchhiking on the side of the road. And so I stopped and picked him up. And he hopped in. These guys saw him get in the van, but everybody was like super tired. I was driving. So you were all in the same van. So we were all in the same van. We were coming back from a show. From a rad dog and show, eh? From a rad dog show. And we picked up this dude, and like he hopped in the back, and we're driving along, and everybody was like sleeping, right? And the guy starts telling me about his past while we're driving, right? And the guy gets into all this crazy shit, right? He just got out of jail. And he's alluding to the fact that he killed somebody, but he won't say who, right? And then as we're going on, I begin to pick up that it was his fucking family he killed. So now I'm kind of tripping out. I mean, these guys were all in the van, but I was kind of tripping out because I'm like, okay, all right. And we keep driving on and the guy gets all weird and quiet. And then he goes into the back of the van and starts like, we got like a bed in the back, right? And I like, he was a weird guy, right? And he just goes into the back and he like climbs up on the bed and he's checking out the van. And I'm like, this freaking guy is like pulling a knife out of his backpack or something, right? And I'm like, kind of like, oh yeah, that's cool, man. Hoping these guys will wake up. Everybody's like sound asleep and I'm like, so we're driving along it's like classic crazy stormy night right 
and we're going over the pass. And as we're going over the pass, all of a sudden my lights start like dying down. And I'm like, fuck's sakes, right? And it's the middle of the night, it's a storm, and I'm like, fuck. We get up to like the top of the Paulson Pass, right? And we're up on top, it's super fucking stormy. And I'm like, I don't even want to get out of the van because this guy is weirding me out, right? And I'm like, okay, well, yeah, I'm going to get out and see what's going wrong back here. Everybody's still passed out, right? I pull over, I get out of the van, and I'm like, fuck. And I had the tire iron under the seat, right? So I, like, grabbed the tire iron and was like, okay, yeah, just in case, you know, took it out with me to the hood and was like, I don't know what's fucking going on here, but this guy is weirding me out. And so I fucking go under the hood, Fucking, we'd snapped a belt, right? So I had to go and change a fan belt on the van. So I'm like, fuck. So I fucking start doing my thing. And I'm like, whatever. These guys are in the van. They're gonna, they're gonna be fine, right? He's not gonna kill everybody in their sleep. They're all in there, right? We do our shit. I do our shit. Change the fan belt. These guys are all still sound asleep. I hop back in the van. And I'm like, okay, let's roll. Buddy is gone swear to God, Buddy is gone. I got out of the van. I looked around. Nowhere to be fucking seen. Gone. Absolutely gone. I have no fucking idea if that guy was even real, man. I swear <laughs> to God, I drove home just like, what the fuck We're was at the top that? Of the pass. We're at the top of the Paulson Pass. Is this a real story? And yes. Oh. I'm coming back from... I didn't hear from uh, Princeton. Wow. So that's our scary story. Anyways, oh, dude. that's our that's our <laughs> Halloween tale. And neck. I don't know, I don't know what the guy did if he went and slept in a ditch, but I couldn't. Like I looked around, did he have I with him? could not see bag? him. He had his bag, and that was it, but right? The bag and the bag, the was, bag gone. was gone. He was gone. Bag was gone. Everything. I nuts. thought he was bullshitting this whole time. <laughs> I was asleep in the back. <laughs> I know. Well, jeez, man, where were you coming from? How long it, was that drive? That was us. Uh, well, it took us forever because our van's a yes. pile of crap. But uh, our van was being a pile of crap. Our van's us. So you know, you go. You get to know this guy's background, or was it vague? The guy's background was pretty vague. He was like, you know, had his told his story about coming That's out crazy. of jail. Told his story about like alluding to, like he was alluding to. He'd had some sort of like beef in the past, and then it was like, oh, it was a murder beef he was in jail for, and I was like, okay. You know, and like sometimes people say that and you're like, yeah, whatever. And sometimes yeah. people say that and you're like, okay. <laughs> definitely I was like, okay. But uh, yeah, I don't know. That's my scary story. Yeah, Anyhow, it was scary, a trip. Man. It was that's a trip. Trippy, oh, wow. I don't know. That's if the thing. Nothing to stop that, man. There you go. Talking to the guy, smelling the guy. Smelling the guy, seeing the guy. Seeing the guy. He disappeared. And he's gone. Top of a, and a top On of the mouth. Paulson. That's freaking messed up. Da, 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 da. I haven't heard that story yet. He really <laughs> went to the back. He really went to the back. and was looking at the bed and stuff like that. That's crazy. The well, crazy part is because all these guys were asleep and Buddy got out, you know, and I was fixing the stuff and like got back in and he was gone and everybody's like just sleeping and so we got back like nobody ever even asked me and I just kind of like. What am I supposed yeah. to say? Like, oh yeah, I disappeared. It's like, yeah, well, I still got to drive, and so these guys got to trust that I'm not on drugs, no. right? So yeah. I'm like, I can't say that. So yeah, no, it was, was a trip. It was fine. Yeah. <laughs> Wicked. <laughs> so anyways, that's oh, dude. that's the scary story that's I got. Scary story. You guys didn't even know that. You guys didn't even know it. Talking about oh, that guy. No. Again, so. 
I remember I, you me told me the story, but I I don't think like you told me it. I remember it was just sitting on the and bed I didn't right register like I didn't he, fully register that it happened. Like it was like I was like you were telling was me. Was like, was she cuddling with us on the bed? So we did tell you. <laughs> Give her like little sweet sweet breaths on your ears. Oh. Well, well, you were the most for... awake, and I was trying to tell you the story, but like you were in and out of sleep too, right? So I was just like, well, <laughs> yeah. I, I remember you doing that and you telling me on and me being day. like, what? And he was sitting what? and I like couldn't like. Oh, my he eyes. was <laughs> he was on the on the bed. I guess you guys were. On the bed or on I was the on chair. the bench bed. And she I was, was on, on the, the bed bed. Bed bed. Crazy. Yeah, well he went right in the back, man. Right <laughs> in the back. And I was like, and I just kind of assumed you guys would like be okay, you know, because I'm trying to like drive the van, right? I was like, well, I'm sure he'll murder them murdered all of us. Yes, you know? It won't be a quiet murder. Oh my god. We Can never do anything if quietly. Like- Blood, if you'd open your eyes up, up and like weird. actually like realize that there is a guy back <laughs> there, like, <laughs> who the fuck are you? <laughs> or like sometimes I've been like I wake up and I'm just like chatting with you know who I think is Tom and then you know I look over no you're not Tom and that's probably what would have happened. <laughs> 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 well, like, wow, oh, that's a crazy story. That was from the, we went on tour with a world sport group from Germany and the shit talkers from East Van. Oh yeah, yeah. Off at the end of that week tour, super fun. Yeah. yeah. Which was an awesome church. tour. That was so fun. Was How many so shows fun. was that? Six. Six, Six shows. And the jalopy parade was the first one. That was one. the kickoff. No way. That the yeah, they got and the that was going just in time. Yeah, that yeah. was yeah. that was the first outing in the van. Yeah. And it was so fun. And I wish we were in the van right now because it's so yeah. fun. It was so fun. Yeah. Ride van. No offense to Bluey. <laughs> Bluey last night was super nice too. Just like no heat. Had to keep the windows open. The other van. To, to like keep it from defogging. <laughs> Four o'clock in the morning, like just freezing, just trying to just be like, ah, I've had ten beers, I'm fine. (laughs) (laughs) And you play this show, and you have more shows. Yep, Uh, we're playing next week week at Weimar. Yeah, mm-hmm. with the big uh, and next weekend at the yeah, like, Halloween Bash at the Hall. Grimelda from yeah. from uh, like out east somewhere. I'm not sure. They're and uh, yeah, Grimelda high from, horse, high horse from right. Kelowna, Sweet Beast from Kelowna. Yep. At the schoolhouse, guitar holes. Tarwells no. are not playing. Oh, I just no, no, no. keep adding them onto the bill because yeah, I do. want them to. And the freaking tar holes, who I love. Bass in the valley Bass. are super awesome. To come up. Yeah. yeah, and they're gonna kick everyone's ass, I bet, because it's some the sounds of it. What about Black Blood of the Earth? Are they coming no, out to play? They're not playing. But by the sounds of it, what they've the got like, some sort of huge. No. No. Let's what about Circle the Wagons? No. <laughs> I'm just piping all of the local fans yeah. on the old radio. <laughs> <laughs> they all should be. <laughs> um, they should Toasters playing that. White Queen. Seven bands, I think. Six or seven. Yeah, that, and Rob from High Horse organized it. And he organized it like four months ago. Wow. Like, in the summer. Yeah, like in the spring. Yeah, in the wow. spring. That's freaking cool. He's a really organized guy. He's a total freaking psychedelic warrior, that guy. <laughs> yeah. Like he's a psychonaut? Yeah, like he's... No, he doesn't... I don't think he does drugs. But I, just he's just like... All of his music is like totally like... On the... Oh, yeah, yeah. On yeah. the psychedelic tip. 
Lake Mad. How would you rate this show compared to all the shows? I'd give it a solid... I'll give it a B plus for my for performance. I'll give oh, it yeah. a, I'll give it a ten for fun. Ten out of ten out of oh, a <laughs> Ten out of ten. <laughs> oh, oh, this is fun. This yeah, this is totally fun. Oh, if you just stumble, like, I just always think this. If you're walking by here, tourist, <laughs> you're walking by here, and you go, what the fuck is going on? Sure, <laughs> that's what the sound. And they come in and they're like, I heard that story about you guys. If someone was at uh, Tiny Lights Festival, and they were walking along, and they were like, you know, and it was, you know, the Tiny Lights Festival, yeah, right. and, they were, and they were walking along, and we saw this fucking punk band, <laughs> there was a, a playing on the streets, just telling you, the coolest thing we ever saw, so we all gathered around, and it was like amazing, it turns out it's you guys, <laughs> what's the band's name, I don't know, something, something rad. <laughs> they were not That's awesome. Who was they were that? stoked. We always run the Renegade stage there. Yeah, it's super fun. Just pop it up. Super fun. Oh yeah, it's yeah. it's super fun. They love it. That's the coolest thing. They're our they, the coolest thing. <laughs> you just set up two drum kits like. <laughs> just Renegade shows. Yeah, it's super fun. That's I love a good the one. We do that every variety year. of like different age groups. Yeah, like, that's what I really found with this show. Did you see my the one year old? Yeah, <laughs> kept trying to take her earmuffs off. <laughs> <laughs> kept them on there, but then she just went like this. I thought she was sleeping. I looked back, her eyes were like this. And just uh, looking at looking at you guys. Natural. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something got her though. It was just. Just like locked her like, to the catatonic lake. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy, let's go to church. Go to church. <laughs> <laughs> Why does your baby love church? So when are they going to start the circle pit in this <laughs> thing? <laughs> you know what I think we should do, Dad, is take that front row up. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a cool, it's a great little space with up with a few, if you took some pews out. It's a pretty good little space, good little stage to do shows yeah. in and stuff. The sound of the church this, and the sound is yeah. so really good. So yeah. be, I wonder if it's that. Are they all designed well, churches, just for sound? Yeah, they are. Yeah, hey. yeah I feel like they are. Are they all designed for sound? Yeah. You should buy all the old churches. Turn them into something useful. Totally. Did you say Church of the Subgenius? Oh. Yeah, I was going to totally go to Church of the Subgenius, but I don't know, it just kind of felt like just slacking off. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't quite make it out. (laughs) I've seen some great churches turned into houses. They're awesome. Yeah, Yeah, there's one of the... uh, My buddy Fonz, he's got the one in in, uh, Weimar. Oh yeah, oh, he's yeah. converted. Awesome. And right. like, yeah. He's had a few shows in there, yeah. and I think that oh, I think that Tiny Lights uses that the church. Yeah, but they B and B it the rest you know of the, the time. Brian, right? It's like a house. It's yeah. like a total B and B. The seats it's like seven people, and like they added on super nice, big open space. It would be like this, like it's still wide open, and they're like old hippies, and they still have like a jam space, and like the yeah, we record. I've recorded in there and stuff. Patchy swim, and then they like added. On their kitchen and added on their bedroom and stuff. Getting ready to do another recording. Grand yeah. Recording done. Yeah. What do you guys do in out. winter? We're gonna try to tour. tour. Are you? Yeah. Well, we're, we're gonna work in that van. Your van? In, probably yeah. in probably in the truck. I think. Yeah. They tour around where? 
The van needs some BC and Alberta. Well, we're Saskatchewan. We're yeah. gonna go on. We're gonna do four days with uh, Mad Meat from uh, Saskatoon. Yeah. And then, um, and then we're trying to work out some things. Uh, yeah. Some other things. Some. Yeah. Some yeah, Okanagan stuff. Oh, which was awesome. Massive festival. That was good. Did you go to Massive? No. Walk by it. Oh yeah. man. So so have have you been to it before? No. Never. Massive is. Awesome. Yeah. Massive is the greatest thing that happens yeah. in the Kootenays. It like is rock and totally rock. awesome. Yeah. Wicked people putting it on. Yeah. The whole thing is absolutely stellar. Yeah. It's a must-see. Yeah, you'll love it. You will love it. Band after band, yeah. yeah. It's funny because I interviewed uh, Jay. Yeah, Jay. And I'm like, sweet. You're like, is it going to sell? He's like, for sure. Yeah. And I'm like, cool, man, I'll go grab my ticket right now. And then it slipped my mind. <laughs> and then uh, Kirk from the Addis go, hey, we're playing Massive. I'm like, sweet, go online, sold out. Yeah, I know. They had to really, I know that some people got in, but they had to, like, that were, like, relatives of the band, and they had to really oh, run. Just to see a set. One. Yeah. I, I was pretty disappointed. I was going to stay outside and just record stuff. That was too sad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's too difficult. You won't rub it in with a lot of grief. Yeah, it was so good. Here, here, here. It was good. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you to Rad Dog, Gordon Courtney, and Phil I Am for sharing these stories. You can check out Philium and Billiam's Golden Tales and go and see a Rad Dog show. They play and they're going to go on tour and it's worth it i caught up with them at a church in selmo where they were the first band to ever play in that church and they were doing a uh, it was like a ceremony a cutting ceremony for an art piece which is installed right next to the church by andy davies it's a saturn uh, art piece and andy he seems like a great guy he lent us these earmuffs for my daughter so she could really enjoy the Rad Dog Show. All out of the kindness of his heart. All of these beautiful things. Ribbon, I've never been to a real ribbon cutting. It all happened within the space of 10 paces. Unbelievable. Hello. Thank you for coming by. You bet. It really means a lot that you you drove out here. Uh-huh. And, uh, and made it this far. Okay. I'm going to speak in hushed tones, and I apologize. My wife is in the other room, lying down. Okay. This will seem strange, but I'll need you to keep your eyes on me and me alone. Don't look behind me. Don't look inside any rooms. Don't look down the hallway. Keep your eyes on me and try not to talk at all. Please take a seat right here beside me. Right here. Thank you. We are looking for a painter. I wasn't very specific in the ad. I was just hoping that there would be... Uh, maybe it's you. If you're not interested, please. I will take you to the door immediately. Just nod your head no, and I will... We are, we are desperate. And, please, no, please keep your eyes on me. We are desperately looking for a painter to hire. It's been very difficult to find the right painter for this job. As you can see, we would like the whole house painted. 
this will be the paintbrush. And the paint will be this. Will be this. Lighter. Okay. Are you still with me? Uh-huh. Okay, good. What I would like for you to do is take this brush, light it with this lighter, creating a smell. It's called smudging. And we need you to take it to every corner of this house, quietly, efficiently, and thoroughly smoke out each room. How do you feel about that? Okay. 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 I will hand you this brush. I'll hand you this paint. And follow me. We'll start in my wife's room. And I will pick her up as soon as my arms are underneath her. Please light the brush. Follow directly behind me as I head out the front door. And once I'm out of the front door, go up to each room. The whole house needs to be smoky. I am sorry, that is the only, I don't know, even know what I'm saying, but it's all that gives me comfort. Are you ready? Go! What? <laughs> Buddy. Oh, I'm glad you said yes. Don't you think, Phyllis? <laughs> I do! What the fuck? I do! That's right, son. You're gonna bang my wife until I come. Really? Yeah. You're fucked. You're gonna get it. Am I? Well, that sounds alright to me. Check this out. <gasps> what is that? What you're looking at, sir, is my stubby, crooked, stupid dick. Can you guess who the serial killer is? Uh oh. Yeah, uh-oh. What I'm gonna do is watch you try and bang your own wife, and I will call you dad, and you're gonna go bang mom over there until I come. And then after I come, you die. What a serendipitous day. This really backfired on us, Phyllis. Uh-oh. Mom, dad! Mom, dad! James, what are you doing here? What are you two doing? Fire. Knock! You need James, to knock! You need to knock! Here. Get out of here! Who's this guy? Hey, man. James, it's adult time. You guys knew I was coming. Uh, it's adult time, James. The kids are in the car. Oh, it's, oh, it's Tuesday. All right. Uh, uh, give us about 13, 14 minutes. If you have any questions, great ideas, or money that you need to get rid of right the fuck right now, email wkandthewk at gmail.com and we will sort you out. We will do our best. Until next time, make sure your hand's attached to your arm. And then grab a hammer, a chisel, two muffins, a ring, a handful of dirt, somebody's mom, and go trick and treat. <laughs>